This is the Front Page Podcast from the Red and Black. I am your co-host and podcast editor, Jim Bass. And I am your co-host and assistant podcast editor, Maya Gottschall. In this episode, Jim and I sit down with assistant sports editor, Owen Borden, and give advice and tips about living with others. Whether it's roommates, family, or a significant other, we give our tips and tricks on how to have a healthy and fulfilling living situation. Support for this podcast is provided by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership. For more information, visit grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. It's a situation everyone faces once you reach the point of adulthood. Moving out of your family's home, going to college, or working in a different city, living with other people can become one of the most complicated aspects in anyone's life. The relationship you have with those people under the same roof can have a serious impact on on your mental health and take a toll if it does not fit. Building a healthy and stable relationship can be a real challenge, especially when put in a difficult situation. We invited assistant sports editor Owen Warden on to discuss their living experiences, tips that they have about living with others, and finding the right people to live with. Welcome to the show, Owen. Thank you so much, Jim. Great to be here. Well, um, first off, I want to ask you about your own experiences with living with others. Um, tell me about your living uh, situations since coming to UGA, and what, what year are you, and how many, how many places have you lived here? Yeah, so I'm a third year. I got here in 2020, and of course that was as everyone knows, the COVID year. Uh, So I got here and I moved into the Boggs dorm here on campus uh, and regulations were pretty strict. Um, We were supposed to stay in our rooms and not talk to anybody. Uh, I held to that, but not many others did. So that experience wasn't great when I was here originally and based off of all campus, uh, all classes being kind of shut down. I didn't spend a lot of time in the Boggs dorm, but thankfully, through just Zoom classes, I ended up meeting a couple people uh, who I would eventually move in with in a Zoom theater class alongside uh, my really close friend uh, that I had back in high school uh, that was a year ahead of me. So we all moved in into a nice little house, uh, well-priced and stuff like that. And I mean, there haven't been too many issues um, living between uh, one person in a dorm and three people in a house, uh, especially because the house situation is great where uh, we each have our own rooms, our own bathrooms, so we never have to really complicate over that issue. But other than that, yeah, that's kind of the situation. How long have you had this house? We got it last semester, my second year. Um, So this is, we're coming in on uh, two years in this house and we renewed our lease. So I'll be in there for at least a third year as well. Very cool. And has it been the same consistent roommates that you've had? No, I can't say it has. Um, We moved in with the four of us, um, the people I described before. Uh, One of the people from the Zoom theater class uh, moved out. He he went to just a different place. The the living situation wasn't what he liked, so we found a different place in Athens. Uh, And then uh, my close friend ended up taking an Oxford um, offer uh, with the school, so he went over there, and he'll be coming back in March, but uh, he won't have any school to do, so he won't be returning to the home. So it's really just three of us living here living there right now and we'll see if changes kind of happen we've got somebody in mind to take that fourth room uh by the time that uh, my close friend ends up moving out um but when the one uh one person took off another one of my friends ended up moving in so i had a couple of high school friends in there plus uh one other person over the course of this year gotcha well it sounds like it's a it's an active house a lot of stuff going on um, with that set, you know, now that we, you know, understand your situations in the past so far, I want to ask, well, I guess first off, before talking about any experiences, uh, how do you, would you describe yourself, yourself as a roommate? Um, I would say 
kind of fluctuating between kind of in my room doing work or not even in the house at all. And then occasionally uh, kind of taking up the living room space. Uh, not as much recently, but in the past that was kind of kind of the goal. Uh, usually not too disruptive. Um, and then just based off of honestly probably getting it from my mom um, had a strong tendency to – Take those, take those Clorox Lysol wipes to kitchen counters and stuff like that, and uh, vacuum and mop the floors as, as 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 often as I could. So definitely trying to keep the place clean, um, but not always the most in the general areas. Absolutely. Um, so it sounds like you like to clean a little bit. Um, you sound like a pretty average roommate. Just overall, um, not grading you or anything like that. I mean, okay, everyone has their own, everyone has their own ways. Yeah. Um, I personally feel like I am a very passive roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on all of my living situations, where I've lived with friends um, for most of the time, um, other than like one year where I lived in fifteen, sixteen here at UGA, yeah, 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 um, where I had a uh, a blind go in. <laughs> for half the semester, and they had left because um, they cause they couldn't get the class they wanted. So I had to ruin my own. Own so. Oh wow. You know, like I guess first off, how would you ex- how would, would you prefer having friends and going about it blind, or w- do you like to know who the you, who you're living with before you start living with them? So personally, I mean, from my own experiences, the best roommates I've had were honestly my friends, just because we understood each other, we understood what we want, um, and honestly, talking to them about roommate stuff, like. One of my friends, maybe he was a little bit – he left a lot of his dishes in the sink or maybe he didn't um, – maybe he – like our parking situation is just kind of a, a wide open like drive drive through that you – not drive through whatever it is. Um, driveway. There it is. Uh, it's just a wide open driveway with a bunch of spots that aren't really marked. So you kind of have to like position your cars in certain ways so you can fit as many people in there as possible. So – but like when it's a friend, it's easier to talk to because you're, you're used to them. You know who they are. Um, when it's not, it's a little bit more complicated because unless you are, unless you guys click right away and, um, and that's where research before you move in with anybody can be really beneficial, but unless you're clicking right away and you're, you're hanging out more so than just at the house, maybe you're going out and, and doing stuff together. It can be a little bit harder to talk to people, especially if you're not very outgoing, especially if you, if you do keep to yourself, if you are more passive, um, it's, it's a little bit harder to interact with them. So friends in that sense can be really good. But, of course, there's always the risk of ruining friendships, hurting friendships, because you never want that to happen. You never want to step on each other's toes and get in the way. It'll happen. It always happens, especially when you're close with friends already. But I think um, just understanding the open communication and just being willing to work with people and, and prioritize the friendship rather than prioritize being roommates, I think that's the best way to get through that. Absolutely. My first, uh, my first situation. I actually lived at Kennesaw State when I when I went there for a few years um, with my my high school best friends, um, and I'm still like best friends with them today. Um, they're the greatest. But um, I remember we when we moved in. It was a bit of adapt, uh, and it took a lot of adapting for me to get used to seeing them every every day. And I mean, obviously, it was like a great time, but t- it does take adapting to when you live with friends, because you know you like you might see those those friends that you're talking about living with. Every other day, you know, uh, maybe every day, but maybe for like an hour. So like when you live together, you know, living in your own space, having your own time. I think that's very important to like have your own independent time. And I also, you mentioned communication. I think communication is a major, um, a major 
point that people need to emphasize. I think the best living situations I've been in have involved communication. One of my biggest tips would be, if you, even if you don't know who you're living with, make a group chat. If there's anything going on, say it in the group chat. Um, there's no, there doesn't need to be any secretive like talk behind anyone's back, because um, I've seen that with friends who have that situation. Um, just be communicative about it. Um, just talk, you know, work things out, and things won't build up. Um, so I, I agree, absolutely. Yes, and actually, going into a living situation for you, how have you gone about making like these ground rules and like setting initial boundaries? For when you start to live with others, like um, making rules for who who does what, like trash and like cleaning, and also like you know who gets to like hang out over a night and who gets to like you know do all these kind of things like parties and things like that. Yeah, I think it's we kind of just said that we would trust each other in those decisions early on, but the most effective and it was I was something I was I was forced into because my RA forced everyone on the dorm floor to do it, but it was signing a roommate agreement of what what is the thermostat going to be at who's going to be responsible for taking out the trash washing dishes and all that stuff and like again a lot of that stuff was able to be held with my roommate who again I didn't live with for for that long but when I did it was effective cuz we had an understanding of what we wanted and then we even had it on paper just to absolutely know cuz you can you can say all you want over the phone over text and stuff like that but people can misconstrue that People can misunderstand, especially over text, because unfortunately, there's no inflection you can do on text. There's no you can't <laughs> sarcasm, as we all know, is so difficult to do over text. So trying to to really get what you mean over text can also be difficult. So having firmly established stuff that you guys all pitch in on sign off, that can be really beneficial for for setting it up. But not many people want to sign a document. Not many people want to write things down. Um, so. I think just being, again, communication. It's it's being actively communicative with your roommates about what's going on and what's going to happen when you all move in. If you wait until you move in for things to happen, people will all already establish habits of how things work. And it's hard to break habits, especially when people don't want to break them. So I think, yeah, just getting things established early on is just a great way to, to have success uh, for dorm or uh, house or apartment uh, roommate living. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, I think one part about it all as well, you know, communicating and stuff, but also being nice just at, like when you can, even if it's someone you're not friends with, just like uh, maybe like maybe ask them to watch a movie or ask them to play a video game or something like that someday. You don't have to do it all the time, but you can, you know, keep that, keep that acquaintanceship going and like keep that communication still there so way that they don't feel like uncomfortable to reach out to you if you, they need anything exactly i just had someone move into my house um this semester because my, uh, my other friend moved to atlanta oh very cool um and we didn't know him he's a he's like he just joined as a sublease but i've been kind of inviting myself because my apartment right now is me and a grad student and someone who's about to graduate as well so they're also like a 19 year old, the guy, the guy who joins. So mm. trying to make him feel welcome because he's new, new to campus as well. I've been trying to like reach out and be like, if you need a ride, let me know. I'm trying to do all these things and like make him feel comfortable. And I think that's really built a great environment in the, in the, in the apartment again. So, oh, yeah. I mean, don't actively set out to be mean to people. Yeah, I think no, that, yeah. that's just a general listen. 
If you're going out actively looking to ruin people's day, I would recommend switching that up because that's not a great way to be living life. <laughs> um, but it's more so for the roommates especially because if you're going to actively look to piss people off or just not be very agreeable, that's when conflict happens. And you yeah. see these people nearly every day. Maybe maybe they're out busy or something like that so you don't see them. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, put pretty simply, don't. Like, be kind. Be be considerate of people. It, it, we're all we're all human beings. We all got to deal with the same stuff. So the worst thing you want to do is have to be that roommate that everyone has to walk on eggshells around. Yeah, which, absolutely. Which I think we've all had someone like that, whether that's living with family or living with friends. There's always someone that you have to be extra careful about. And I know, I know, one of my roommates was like that before. So, and that's never yeah. fun. That's never fun to have to be like, oh gosh, I have to. How am I going to interact with this guy today? <laughs> yeah. No, I completely understand. Um, and it can get awkward. And I do mention earlier that, you know, that kind of thing can ruin, like, your just entire entire mood and vibe tenfold. I mean, I feel like if a, if you have roommate conflict going home, you, you can't feel comfortable at home. And I think that's one of the most important things you have to have in your life. So... I think all of these points have been have been um, great that you make. I am curious if you had to pick, you know, one of the like the everyone has a horror story mm-hmm. about living with people. Yeah. If you had to pick like a like a the the biggest challenge you had to face when living with people and like how you solved it. Mm. I think the biggest thing was the I mean when we were first moving in and I'll go a little tame because I don't I don't really feel like calling people out on, right now. No, yeah. Um, it, it, but I'll go a little tame. There was a bit of a conflict of who was going to get what room, right? There were mm. there were certain times where it was like where we had to discuss, okay, there's two rooms that are a little bit bigger upstairs, worse closets, and then there's two rooms downstairs, better closets, not as big of rooms. Um, we kind of had to negotiate what was the plan. Um, the idea that was kind of first set out was, <laughs> was that uh, – Myself and another person would get the top rooms. One, because one of my roommates had found the place. He kind of wanted a bigger room. He didn't really care about the closet. Uh, And then another one of my roommates wanted to be downstairs and was perfectly fine with doing that. So we were just kind of like, okay, well, let's let's figure out what do we want. What does everybody want in this? And I was kind of comfortable more being by myself. I had a futon uh, for friends whenever they would come over that I wanted that extra space for. Uh, and then my other roommate, our our expectation was that he wanted to have a lot of people over and that he wanted to be able to allow people to come over and hang out. He wanted that to be a kind of consistent thing for him. And so we were like, you know what, totally fine. Why don't you take the downstairs room and why don't you take the room that's got the, the bathroom that leads to the hallway so that when you have guests, it's easy for them to come right in. Because that was something that we went ahead and established is since we all have our own bathrooms, if you got guests over just as a courtesy – Go ahead and let them use your bathroom, even if it, you have to go upstairs to do it. Just less cleanup for your roommates to have to do. It, it's it would be more unfair for um, spoiler um, me who ended up getting the community the the bathroom with the hall uh, with a door to the hallway to clean after all of their friends' messes. Yeah. Um, but since I spoiled it anyways, I'll speed it up. Um, he did not want the downstairs room. He wanted the bigger room. He demanded on it, um, and a lot of that came from that that the place we were moving in was not his first choice. Um, and that's when eggshells started popping up. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of the start of, of a little bit of a tumultuous roommate relationship. And the guy's nice. He's a good dude. I would I really appreciate him. Um, and if I ever saw him, I would definitely say hi. And um, 
I really enjoyed watching football with him when we could, but um, <laughs> that was that was definitely a tough situation because it was kind of like it was a little aggressive, it was a little much, and and I just and I just agreed to be agreeable. Uh, take a downstairs room. I ended up being happy about it. I was right across the hall from from a friend of mine, and overall, I think. I think everything worked out for the best. It was just a little uncomfortable at first because you're like, I don't know how to navigate this scenario. Yeah. Everything seemed good, and then now he's angry about it. So I think, yeah, just just be more willing to have open conversations and and not come in so hot uh, with conversations like that can really be beneficial for saving disasters um, like that and others that, that followed. Yeah, absolutely. I completely understand that. And, like, it's those scenarios. Like, there's so many of those scenarios, mm-hmm. which is why we kind of wanted to talk about this because, I don't know, giving advice on this kind of thing, There's it's such a complicated thing when, you come to, when it comes to living through the people. Because yeah, there's so many different types of people. You yeah. know, there's never, like, you're not, it's not a sitcom. You're not going to have your your three archetypes that you're going to live with. It's it, it's much different than that. You get It's just people. You have to, you have to deal with everybody in different ways. Absolutely. Um, well, we are going to cut to Maya, um, who is going to join and ask a few more questions for you, Owen. So um, be prepared. Hey, guys. Welcome back. This is Maya, and I'm here with Owen. Great to be back. So I just wanted to ask another question for you. Do you have any stories f- to share with the class, uh, maybe about a time that a conflict arose and was resolved in a good way? That would be a good learning experience. Or a roommate horror story because those are fun. Yeah, uh, just just because uh, why not have a few? Now this was a time where uh, over the summer I wasn't presently there at a consistent time. I'd, I'd come and visit. I'd sometimes uh, stop by for visits, but uh, I was subleasing actually to my friend who eventually move in to that vacant room. Yeah, but like uh, the same house that you live in now. Correct? Yes, yeah, same same house. Um, yeah, he was just he was just staying in my room uh, at the time until the other one freed up. But conveniently, uh, my other friend who I was actually living with at the time, the one that had yet to move in, um, he also sub he was also subleasing to uh, one of our other roommates' friends. Uh, safe to say that friendship kind of became tumultuous, and sort of towards July, if my memory serves, kind of towards near the end of that sublease. Um, he decided to kind of get back at the guy a little bit um, by uh, peeing into uh, one of our, our cups, one of the cups that we use, uh, that we bought for the house specifically to, you know, drink water or, or soda or juice or whatever in, you know, one of our, our actually nice cups. Well, he decided to fill that with pee um, and then cap that off with a nice little, like, either like tin foil or plastic wrap lid. Uh, very loose though, and he put that in one of uh, his former friends uh, and, and my and my old roommate's stuff. Uh, he placed it in there, and in hopes that it would either smell or it would knock over and ruin his stuff or anything like that. Uh, you know, a real awful thing to do. Um, he decided that he was all big about it. He was real proud. Uh, he told my friend who was sitting in my room at the time, and uh, he elected to do the good thing and remove that cup from the room um now he didn't exactly know what to do with it uh and germs are not exactly his friend so he went ahead and put it behind a tree uh in our backyard and left it there um for uh someone to eventually come and get rid of it which i did when i finally moved back in uh in august uh, before the start of school yeah we threw that thing away 
but yeah, I can't really say there was a resolution other than the fact that uh, we kind of did not allow that subleaser back in any capacity. Uh, there were several times where he just kind of tried to stay the night after he had already been kicked out. Um, he had a habit of kind of asking us to asking the people that were living there to make food so we could have some. Um, not the best guy uh, that was there, but in in my case, thankfully, I didn't really have to live with him since he was just subleasing for the summer. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, no, that it, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean. I don't even know what to say to that, but I guess, like, a follow-up question would be, like, subleasing. Why the subleasing? So subleasing was great, first of all, because I got to bring my friend in who had just gotten to Georgia. He was, t- he was taking summer classes because he had actually taken that prior semester off. So he got to come in. He got to experience UGA. Not at UGA's level. It was kind of boring, to be honest, uh, for him. But he got to at least be there, experience it, and live in the house that he was going to live in down the line. So we got to get, he, he got to take those two months and get familiar with it, which was great for him. And then for me, knowing that I was going to be home, I was actually rehabbing a, uh, a broken collarbone injury um, that I'd suffered the year, uh, this, that semester prior to the summer, uh, good old compound fracture, but that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> um, so I was rehabbing that at home um, kind of on my own, but since I wasn't there, uh, he ended up taking over. He ended up paying for it. And it was kind of a win-win on both of our ends. So subleasing can be really great if you're in either of those scenarios. I know how common everyone's breaking their collarbone and needs to rehab. Um, but in all seriousness, subleasing can be really beneficial. Uh, you just kind of have to be familiar who's coming in. Because, I mean, sometimes you can bring random people in. And random people can sometimes be great. Uh, but on the other hand, they can pee into, into a cup and kind of ruin the summer experience. So you kind of just have to be careful. can sort of be a luck of the draw when you kind of just bring anybody in. Uh, but ultimately, being able to not have to pay uh, your bills and, and, and the cost of housing for those couple months over the summer, or maybe you graduate early, but you still had a lease for a full year, those situations can be really beneficial. So subleasing is always a viable option, in my opinion. Yeah. And to get someone in the future, like if you end up subleasing again... Um or recommend someone to sublease to avoid pee in cup scenario (laughs) how do you screen your subleasers i think really just having an in-person conversation because doing things over text um as i've kind of talked about can be misconstrued you won't really find out everything you need to know about a person over text calling meeting up with somebody in person um if if it is a friend of your if it is a friend of a friend or a friend of a roommate, make sure they know what's going on. You don't want to bring somebody in that's going to immediately start causing problems. Um, so yeah, I think the best way to vet somebody is just to be in as much communication as possible because the last thing you want is your room to be destroyed or anything to be completely ruined by the time you get back. Thankfully, he left my roommate stuff alone and everything was intact, but he certainly caused a lot more problems. Um, on the home front, I should say. By peeing in cups. By peeing in cups, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it, honestly. Okay, I think that's all I have for you. So thank you for coming in and talking with us today about your experiences. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great time. Well, Owen has left the studio, um, and me and Maya here 
um, to talk a little bit more. Uh, Maya, what what did you think about Owen's experiences that he said and his tips that he gave? What did you, what did you think? Yeah, I thought he had a lot of good advice. It seems like he has almost lived every single like possible scenario that you could have with roommates and like like subleasing like that's the thing that a lot of people don't experience so I think it's good to get a lot of advice on that and he's had multiple roommates throughout his life um he's lived with friends he's lived with like blind roommates etc I thought it was really good um yeah the horror story was really something else (laughs) yeah that is wild um I can't say I've had anything like that because I mainly lived with friends but yes Yes. that is wild Uh, yeah and Maya, I know that you personally are not a fan of roommates. Why is the why is that the case? And tell me about it. I wouldn't say like okay. It's not that I'm like not a fan of people. It's like I'm not a fan of living with other people. I don't see like I don't think it's a good idea for me personally to like have a blind roommate. I don't see how that could end up in a good situation. And I don't see how, like, like I've been asked multiple times by many of my friends for me to live with them. But I genuinely think that, like, that type of, like, close living situation where, like, we have different, like, because, like, me and a lot of my friends, we have different, like, goals, different ways we go about our life. And I just feel like it would destroy our friendship, personally, if I had to live with, like, one of my friends. I completely understand that. I feel like... I feel like living with someone can destroy anything. I mean, I've made, I've managed to do it, uh, managed to like make it work with all of the friends that I've lived with. But it's been there's been some challenges. I know I think it was the first semester of a freshman year at Kennesaw State with me, one of my best friends. Um, he started dating this um, dating this girl, and she basically kind of ended up starting living there That'll with do us. It. <laughs> yes, and. When you're when you're not friends with someone, it feels a little a little easier to approach about that kind of thing. But with your if you're friends with someone, there's like a lot more on the line, and you don't want to ruin a friendship. So in that kind of regard, it is kind of tough to live with someone you know compared to someone you don't know, because you do feel you feel like there's more on on the line when it comes to you know asking them to stop something because you don't want to be mean. Or you don't want to ruin something, so. Yeah, there's pros and cons to both. Like, one of my friends who I did almost live with, the same situation. She had a boyfriend who was basically living there for free. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> because, like, I would just hang out with her. And then she'd be like, yeah, you want to move in? And, like, your boyfriend's been here, like, every single day. Like, his dog is here. Like, his dog has a dog bed. And, like, the food and water bowls, like, here, I was like, I think not. Absolutely not. No. No. Um, and in some cases, it can work out. I know, I don't know, I know it's, it's as long as there's just, like, communication when developing those kind of things, um, and also a lot of understanding. A lot of understanding has to come from being in roommates with people, and if you don't have that, it might not work. And like I said, I, I completely understand that you that you don't really enjoy those kind of situations because honestly, I don't think I think much like um, most things, people just have different preferences for things. And I think not having a roommate is just a different preference that people have. And I know a lot of people who yeah. don't like having roommates, um, and they are able to live well on their own. Where in some cases, it it works better the other way. So yeah, going in blind with a roommate, with living with someone, no matter how much you screen them if you don't know this person 
like it can be really scary especially as a woman so that's another situation with that even if you're moving in with like other women it's still like up in the air you'd never know yeah i think you just gotta be careful and then make sure you communicate with your friends and whoever you live with to just make sure that this living situation stays stable safe and you all like respect each other and each other's spaces Absolutely. I think that's about it. Is there any other tips or pointers you would like to give out? Be nice. (laughs) Be nice. I agree. I completely agree. I think that's the one thing that's gotten me by all four years of my of my college career, um, living with people. It's just be nice. Be nice to people, y'all. Doesn't take too much. So that'll that'll do it. I think that's it. Thanks, guys. Thank y'all. This has been the front page. The front page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company. Make sure to download our app and keep up with us on social media. Don't forget to check out our other weekly podcast, Between the Hedgehogs, the Georgia Sports Podcast. We hope to see you next week.